Welcome everybody to What's Up Fandom. My name is Josh, and today I am joined by two very special guests. Uh, I have uh, Jimmy Young. Hi. And Chad Harden. Hey. <laughs> uh, and I forgot to ask, like, to make sure that I'm getting to saying everybody's name correctly before we start. Oh, you, you did great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's, hopefully it's Gemma, and it's like it's Jimmy, and I'm like, oh, well, I'm already messed up. No, it's Gemma. Yeah. Uh, and you guys are the uh, creators of Timetry, a webcomic. <laughs> Did I get it right? Temerity. Dang it. <laughs> I thought it was Timetry. Or is it Temerity? Or is it it's Telemetry? Temerity. It's... it's Temerity? It is Temerity. Yes, I was making is... a joke earlier that it was, it should be Temerity. I... I thought, yeah, I thought you were teasing us about it being, yeah. No, I thought it no. was, I thought it was Timetry. <laughs> oh, no, it didn't, no, it's I, Oh, I was like, got what me. are the chances this conversation, this I, actually, podcast is going to screw everything up? I was like, this is going to happen. <laughs> oh, should we tell man. now what the, the mini comic's about? <laughs> oh, man. My goodness, like... I thought I thought we were good. I was like, <laughs> we, we should have, yeah, no. we shouldn't have talked about our names. We should have talked about the comics name. Uh, but yeah, Ugh. so you guys have uh, the the hardest named comic on Webtoon right now. So congratulations, <laughs> Webtoon Canvas. Congrats, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Um, and uh, Jimmy, you're the writer for yep. uh, the T. Temerity. Well, I'm just gonna call it T from now on because apparently I'm I can't do anything for Temerity. So you're you're the writer for Temerity. <sighs> yes. And uh, Chad, you were the artist or illustrator, I draw stuff. or yeah. you're, are you the inker? What is it? I'm in? the cartoonist. Uh, what do they call them in? Uh, uh... So Chad does the pencils and the inks. The yeah, but I mean, yes. I don't take cartooning as an insult, it, but oh, okay. cartoons are just it, it, cartoons just mean like line drawing. That's all it means. Yeah. So I do the line work, and then Enrica does the colors. So. So. First off, like let's let's talk about uh, telemetry, and uh, sorry, <laughs> this is gonna happen. I'm just gonna call it something different the entire time. Um, so uh, with tacos, um, how does like what brought about the idea for uh, the comic? Um, so I've been writing Temerity for actually quite a long time. It the idea came in high school, which was. I don't know, 15 years ago. Which was two days ago for Gemma. I know it looks like two days ago, but um, 15 years ago, yeah, I, you know, we, we started, me and some friends were working on this dumb sci-fi story. And uh, just over time, it's developed and just been living in the back of my brain and like just slowly developing it over time. And then a few years ago, Chad... Was talking like um, we would go to conventions together, and I'd manage his booth because it was during when he was working on Harley. Harley, yeah. And like just the craziest. We, we, yeah, conventions. We, we had lines and people, and and I'd be up all weekend, like literally awake for forty-two hours just drawing commissions and things like that. And yeah, and we we drive home from these conventions. Um, and, you know, Chad and I talked a lot about, you know, doing our own, create our own thing, yeah. you know, like, you know, I'd be the colorist or whatever, and, you know, something that we could actually own 
because I mean, when you work for these big comic industries, you don't own anything you work on. Yeah. Nope. So it's like, we want to do something that we own that, you know, we have control over and don't have, you know, crazy two week deadlines to complete an entire issue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing. Yeah. So at these <laughs> conventions, like I'd be drawing it. Gemma would be inking it and then we'd get done with the page and then we'd turn around and do commissions at the convention. So I think we realized pretty early on that what we were doing was not sustainable Yeah. with, with, with Harley. Like, and I I have people to this day, they ask me like, you know, Hey, are you going to go back to DC? And, and I love DC. They, they have done amazing things for my career. But I don't think what people understand is how much of a dr- of an absolute grind it is to just hit a monthly deadline on on a top tier DC book, yeah. because there's a lot of pressure. There's there's a lot of pressure. So I think what happened is we we're we we're at these shows and we just realized that we were not on a sustainable trajectory with uh, with with the amount of work we were doing. I mean. Yeah. And, so and then anyway. not owning any of it. Right. You know. Excuse me. I'm going to cough for one second. I'm sorry, guys. <coughs> I don't know why. I don't have COVID. Trust me. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. You, you broke your dad out last week. I mean. My grandpa. Your grandpa my 95-year-old grandpa. Night. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Well, they they told me that he could not that he could not transmit, that he had it twice and that he was no longer contagious. He had it twice? Jeez, I've only had it once. He, he, he had it twice. He's 95 years old, has has two thirds of one lung left. He's a he's a lung cancer survivor, had COVID twice. And, uh, and we got to we got to bring him home last week. So, yeah, that's good. Yeah. They don't make them like that no more. They're not they're not making any more grandpas. Men of steel. Yeah, sure. Just take my lung out. I don't need that. You know, still ticking. Like I get a cut. I'm like, can I go to the ER? You know. Give me my oxy, you know, but no, grandpa's like, Meh. put some dirt on it. Anyway. So, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, that, that's what this podcast is all about. Like when we rebranded from animation station to what's up fandom, we were contemplating just calling the entire podcast tangents. <laughs> that's basically what we do is we just tangent the entire time. So yeah, yeah, yeah so- don't worry about it. Tangents totally work. Yeah. So anyways, Chad wanted to work on a sci-fi comic and he had some ideas and like, you know, well, takes- I, I had like spaceships designed and I had alien races designed and Jim was like, cool, tell me the story. I'm like, there's no story, Jim. <laughs> it's just like, you know, like I'm an artist. I just draw stuff and there's no story. And she's like, I have an answer for this. Yeah. So like I, I pulled up to Merity and started working on it again. And I, basically pitched it to chad and he liked it enough to said okay let's do it yeah yeah no i was like okay i'm in let's do this see well that, that's kind of the way that it has to work it's like you need you know it's like you had a the issue of like i can draw all of the ships and everything but i have no story to do it and you've got the story and it's like and i need the ships so it's yeah. like it's perfect yeah like i wrote it's funny because i write this script i'm like i don't want to draw any ships so i wrote the <laughs> script avoiding ships yeah. and, and and i have to go to jim and like jim they probably should see the ship and i'm like i guess so we had one establishing shot isn't that enough no, 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 it's, no, it's, it's like it's like in uh like ds9 or like babylon 5 or it's like everything takes place here there are some outside shots of ships they don't really matter too much 
we don't particularly we don't care about those everything is inside and like yeah. we just we just live here yeah so like we're we're finishing up issue two and chad's like there's no real spaceship shots i'm like oh you want that yeah <laughs> I'm like i just instinctively try to avoid it because i'm not good at drawing well and, and robots and chad's like but that's what i want to do and i'm like okay i'll rewrite the script let's add some more <laughs> stuff blowing up just, volume three is just gonna be like robot ships just like yeah it's gonna be like the cylons it's all it is it's, <laughs> season. it's just that yeah i'm i'm down but it, it, it's nice to have a story that goes along with it i'm sure i'm sure it'll come <laughs> uh but uh it is it, it but drawing ships takes a lot of time yeah. a lot of time like i'm starting to understand why comic book companies avoid science fiction titles because i'm like i'm tired of drawing like the little tiny details in the cells and like the little cracks in the armor i'm like i'm like okay i get it but i've actually done a workaround where i've modeled the ship out and i'm thinking about just taking it in the zbrush and model it even more and then just uh zbrush has these new renders where it looks like it's hand-drawn. So I did video games before I did comics. So I think I'm, I might actually go that route. I, I have just as much fun modeling things as I do drawing things. So maybe that's the route I'll go. So I when you're model. when you're modeling these ships, like how and creating all of these, like what what's kind of like your inspiration? Do, is, there, is there a certain like sci-fi property that you like pull stuff from do you just like be like hmm i wonder what i you know what looks good like where do you where do you kind of gravitate and pull that from well um i um i actually have a lot of uh, family members who are, who are in the military and so i always grew up with uh i always grew up with models of like you know like um the the mustang and you know all the all the airplanes from like world war ii and then you know the tomcat i mean i i remember my uncle taking us to see top gun when i was like five years old and and then we went to the model store and we bought like uh, the f-14s and so like i am a huge like military aircraft nerd and um the so for the temerity i basically made it like a modified sr-71 blackbird okay and yeah, okay. <laughs> I can see. <laughs> so anyway, that's that's over. yeah. Everyone everyone's <laughs> eyes glaze over. But I like to base my, I like to base everything, on something in reality, and just sort of turn it into like a sci-fi something. So yeah. So the temerity is basically the what did you call it again? It, it's basically a, a stealth attack sub yeah. in outer space. Yeah. So so a lot of the ships in temerity are based on actual airplanes and naval and ships yeah. naval ships so submarines and things like that yeah yeah nice. so all the little tiny if you look at the temerity and you see the little hexagons those are like missile bays just like on on subs and whatnot so designed to launch missiles onto a planet plus um, a habitat ring and an amber car <laughs> drive and, you know, the space thing. yeah like there's like i think on the what was it uh like the day is is it the uh the yamato yeah, the Yamamoto station. The Yamamoto, yeah. yeah, it's got the uh, it's got the little ring around it, the little habitat yeah. ring, which I thought mm -hmm. was like, yeah, all good sci-fi ships need that, you know, like anti-grav, you know, ring that kind of like, you know, that's Central where, yeah, yeah, that's where everything, that's where we get everything. So that's that's yeah, I, I like that that was included. It was like, yeah, and then you know you blow that up and it's like you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I I actually kicked myself on that issue that I drew 
the habitat ring wrong. And it didn't occur to me until after the page was done and Gemma would not let me redraw it. She's like, no, it's done. <laughs> <laughs> That's the biggest problem we have with the comic. Is yeah. Chad is like, it must be yeah. I, I will. I will turn in a page, and I'll be like, Jim, I found something. She goes, No, Chad, it's finished. It's colored. It's on webtoons. You can't change it. <laughs> We've already posted it. Like it's already there. It's yeah, been, it's been live for six months. Yeah, like, we yeah. can't change it. Chad. Yeah, I know. I gotta let. I gotta let it go. But I, I can see now why George Lucas did the whole special edition thing. I really can. Where it's like. Hmm, you know, I can make this. I can go back and fix everything. It's like, no, no, no. Uh, are you going back and fixing it for the uh, for like the, the hard copy release? Only if Jim and let's be. So that's probably good. No, no, yeah. <laughs> it's worth a shot. I tried, man. Printed. I tried. <laughs> the yeah, first, the first issue is already printed. Right. Um, the second issue, we're really close. I don't think there's any changes that need to be made. If by some chance we make millions of dollars and we have money and... I still don't think you're going to let me change it. <laughs> Even if that happens, I don't think you're going to let me change it. I'll get the intern. You're just going to be like, yeah, dude, go back to work at the printer's shed. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right, just, let's talk about the characters. Um, cause And now it's going to be fun for Josh to butcher names. Um <laughs> I want to say Naya, but I there's it that is thing. Naya. Good job. Is Naya? Okay, yeah. that extra A was like, what is this? What is this A here for? What is, <laughs> it's like sitting here, like some silent A. Um, and she is a Ned Ruin. Okay, have so we have have we said that before? <laughs> I don't know. I butchered it the other day on a podcast, and Jimma immediately calls me. And- <laughs> Like, and you can see in the podcast when they try to get me to say it, like my my eyes go wide. Like I've never spoken it aloud. I know I'm saying it wrong, and sure enough, I said it wrong. Yeah, Naya is a Nedruin, which is a purple alien that exists in our world. <laughs> and there's two types. Yeah, there's two types. One has antennae, which is what Naya is, and others have horns. So depends on which planet they come from from the Nedruin system. And then there's Teru. Teru, yeah, okay. I was yeah. just like Teru. Teru, seen he, you know, uh, my my days of anime and manga helped me with that one. Um, uh, and he's a he's a Dagon, or yeah. do you go Daigon? I go Daigon. Daigon. No, okay. You had a 50-50 chance, sir. It's like the manga manga. It's like it, it, I, it, I, <laughs> Wake I, and I whichever one. Yeah. 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 Um, I honestly don't care if people butcher my made up names because they're made up. <laughs> oh, really? I, I won't get offended. Uh, <laughs> so, and so, uh, can you tell us a little bit more about uh, the Daigons? So, the Daigon project is um, a project of Yamamoto Industries where they took kids, Terran kids, and did genetic modifi- modifications to turn them into super soldiers. That are essentially just, uh, they're kind of like slaves, I guess. And so Teru is one of them. He was recruited when he was four years old and got his genetics all amped up and stuff. So he's 18 during the comic when he decides to make a break for it and seek out a friend who is also a Daigon who disappeared mysteriously a year or two previously sky right yep yeah 
See, you didn't mess it. that one up. Yeah, that good one job. Wasn't hard. That, <laughs> one, that one wasn't like S K umlaut U T. It's actually pronounced ski. No. And then we have the captain of the ship, Edith. Yeah. Yes. Only because that one guy keeps calling her Edith, and I don't know his name. That is Benta. Yeah. Have we have we met? No. Have we, just, okay. we we will get to know the Temerity crew quite well in the next upcoming issues. Okay. Yeah, um, Edith was sort of a surprise hit. Yeah. She was like way more popular than we thought she'd be. Well, yeah, she's you cool. drew her like a boss, like when she when she's like she's like I am the captain, and you're like I oh, she's the captain, y'all. Like, yeah, you don't mess with her. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like seven feet tall. Yeah, like, yeah, we made her like. Uh, well, I I have a daughter that's really tall, and I just thought that would be cool to have like a really strong, tall, you know. Yeah, she wears the heels to just yeah, and just yeah, crew, just like, not just, not afraid. Like you know, maybe she's only actually six six, but she just says I'm going to put four inches on my heels and be that much taller so fair, i just thought everybody else was small <laughs> I just thought everybody else too. was like really it's small. that too yeah yeah well teru is japanese so he's only like five by five so i guess that's relatively short yeah so um then mark who i'm guessing is our resident human yeah yeah because yeah. you need you need that I'm hoping like geeky nerdy pilot. Oh. Every everybody needs the geeky nerdy pilot. Oh yes, he is. He is quite the gem. He, yeah, he. I'm trying to get words to come out of my mouth the way I want them to. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, he. We were. I was actually pretty sad. He was. He was strapped into his his seat because he's the pilot. Because he will always have a, the most dumbest pun shirts. When he's not struck, like he wears funny T-shirts, and we're excited for those. Awesome! I just hope Jim doesn't kill him. Well, hey, he's gonna be like a, <laughs> be like a leaf on the wind. It always right. works well for everybody. I'm so nervous for everybody. I, like, I don't know. I don't know if you've read her other comic, but I, I Jim every now and then becomes about, a very yeah, cruel goddess and just I'm gonna kill all of my creations. You're like no. As long as they don't crash into a cave. If they ever crash into a cave somewhere being chased by marauders, then it's like, Ugh, feel good for Mark. Uh, then there's Jensen, who is Nav, or is Jensen the NAI? It was just like a weird, like... Uh, yeah, right now he is, he's over artillery okay. and weapon systems and... Yeah, so we're we'll have more time in the future to kind of get to know each of the 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 characters, the crew members, because I feel like they all have like crazy personalities that are a lot of fun. Well, and, and Jimma knows like she knows them, like they're real people. She knows them, and so like I'll draw them. And she's like, no, that's not how they look. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Are, are you sure? Because I'm pretty sure we're sort of making this up as we go. It's like, no. No, <laughs> I know I'm, them. I'm going to refer to Jim on this one. Who's who's the, the blue one? The, the blue with the... That is Yia. Yia, okay. And she is a race called Kuna, and they have the ability to integrate with technology. Sweet. So she can, like, be... She can be, like, boop with the ship and just be... <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, so she she's actually um, 
hooked up to the ship. She does a lot of the ship um, stuff. She basically is the ship. Yeah. She's the ship. But she's like 99% organic. Like she's not she's not a cyborg yeah she's not yeah she's, she's not she's not mr data she's not borg yeah but she's a, but, but she a, she's a battery that you kind of plug her in and you know, let her do her thing yeah i guess so yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh then there's a common yep common is the yeah, resident Dr. medic yeah and then uh the last one is jeff right he's sniper. Jeff. sniper yeah wasn't it jeff yeah okay oh the sniper broke <laughs> yeah that's, that's the only thing I remember. Was like the only time that we see Jeff is she's just like Jeff, are you in position? And it's like yeah, and you're like all right, well he's he's our shooty shooty person, so that's good. Yes. Yeah. And I uh, wanted to do do more with that, but I I wanted like Teru to give him the eyeball like he saw him like <laughs> I see you there. I mean, but he's too, like, he was too busy throwing up. It's, it's not like the case. I mean, you could always you know. Go back once you make a million dollars, and you know, do like a right before, like extended as, edition, as as the chunder is coming out. I just, like, <laughs> like, like a little like side glance, and he's like, "I see you." I barf in your general direction. Exactly. We are weightless; it will hit you eventually. <laughs> um. So, man. So sci-fi. So like, uh, Ch- Chad's been making chips. Jim has been writing since high school. Um, like, what were you guys into growing up? Like, was it always sci? Like, did sci-fi just come later? Like, or you know, were you into the other things? I I am noticing the manga back there, uh, all the fun <laughs> stuff. So, like, what, what were you guys into? You know, like growing up. You go first. The first movie I ever saw was Star Wars, and I was this close to convincing my mom. To naming my little brother Darth, and then she went and saw the movie and said no, <laughs> and I was devastated. But I was this close. I almost had. How cool would that be, though? Like, especially like if you're in business. What's his name? Darth Harden. Like, how cool would that have been? Like, he would have been the most successful person ever because everyone's like, "I'm not saying no to this guy." But they named him Mikey. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, I mean, obviously. I mean, I was one of these kids that Star Wars was everything. It was everything. I watched Star Wars once a week my entire life until the prequels. And then I was like, okay, I don't need to see it. Oh, that's hurtful. That's hurtful. And, and now that the Mando's back, I'm watching it again. So it all comes full circle. Thank you, John Favreau. Uh, what about you, Jibba? Uh, so I am was intensely into Pokemon growing up. <laughs> like that's when I started drawing comics and drawing and writing stories as my dumb Pokemon character being cool and Mary Sue, you know, because you all start off as Mary Sue's. Um, and then we well, all also ten and like yes. Yes, and was. like sh- shoved out into the cold. Your parents are like, all right, go. There's this, <laughs> there's this guy who doesn't even like, doesn't know your name, doesn't know your gender. He's like, what are you? All right, here's the thing. Go out there. And this, there's like these giant Pokemon things that are going to like, they can kill a child. You're just 10. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> the fact that there are like the like the road to Viridian City is not like littered with child corpses is like a miracle. <laughs> like, I never I never thought about any of this and all of a sudden like, like yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah! There, there are rats that attack children there like you don't know there could be, you know, pokey fleas on those rats like these kids could get like the plague. We don't know. They're constantly attacked by like electric rats and all kinds of things like come at them it's like i've never thought of this and all of a sudden like my faith in humanity is i feel like my belief system is doing this right oh, yeah it's, it's like it's poking giant <laughs> giant hornets, friendship giant yeah, hornets with huge like Stingers. drills on them that could be like it literally could like Im like impale a child just be like go want to get my ball Friendship, power, <laughs> rules all, conquers all. Anyways, so I was into Pokemon and then that weed led me into just like the manga rabbit hole and the anime. So like in Yasha, Cardcaptor Sakura. Um, so you're speaking my language. Magic Knight Rayers. Nope, not you lost my language. Ah! Oh. Okay, anyway, so all the manga, I, I definitely love fantasy adventures like i loved is that my kid or someone else's uh, that was like a phantom voice i'm sort of tripping out a little bit like where did that come from he's not in this room is he talking into the vent look at the ceiling make sure we don't have like a train spotting situation he's saying mommy oh my gosh do you want to go take care of me? <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's, it is sort of disturbing though it sounds like he's trapped in the wall so i think jimmy needs to go and investigate but no he's just going mommy mom mommy <laughs> anyway where were we what were we talking about Wait, are we sure it's not like that episode of doctor who with the gas mask kid because i mean like, I, like okay so doctor who is the one science fiction property that I, I said no to in. In, in 1978. I walked away from Doctor Who. Um, oh, and, and people are like, you need to come back. I'm like, you have not watched the Doctor Who that I've watched. Okay. There are Se 50 years worth of Doctor Who. Yeah. And I have seen, I have seen 20 years of horrible, absolutely horrible Doctor Who. And I'm not coming back. Wait, did you oh. not watch the movie? No. Oh, no, I haven't watched the movie. I, I watched it's so bad. <laughs> oh man, it was bad when I was a kid. I mean, it was. We watched it, but we 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 watched it because it was the only science fiction show yeah. on television. Like Star Trek, most of the time Star Trek was in syndication, but there were sometimes Star Trek was not in syndication, and Doctor Who is it, and it was only on because it was on PBS. Yeah, so. I, I forced watched. I feel like Doctor Who was forced upon me as a nerd. As, you know, no yeah, I had no then. other options. Well, so I, mean, I watched it, but oh, I mean, boy, yeah, did I like hate with, it. with Star Trek, like you had three seasons and that was it until yeah. like 89. Yeah, but when you got the seasons more, so back like, then, I think wasn't there like wasn't there like 30 episodes a season? So there's like 90 episodes. Yeah. Like I you had to hit like some magic yeah. mark of like 85 episodes to hit syndication back yeah. in the day. So it was like, once you hit that, then they were like, and done. We, yeah. we don't have to do anything else. Yeah. 
And no, like I remember when they announced Star Trek The Next Generation, it was like, I remember like how happy everyone was. Like it was, it was like the second coming of Jesus for a lot of nerds. It was like, oh, you know, finally something that was new. It oh, was, my, my parents are so into that. Yeah. No, yeah. Next Generation was the thing. And um, and now we're spoiled. Now there's almost too much. So much yeah. There is too much stuff to watch. But I, I grew up in the great, the great nerd famine of seventy. You know, the seventies. Where you had to like bit torrent your animes or go, you know, buy those mysterious VHSs. <laughs> I was about to say yeah, we we, we bought bootleg VHSs from the Star uh, Star Trek conventions. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I I know those all too well. Like that's where I bought. I think I bought like an entire like VHS set of like neon Genesis Evangelion at a Star Trek convention yeah. on these like ridiculous, like white VHS tapes. And I'm like, where do you get white VHS tapes? And I was like, oh, they had them here. And I was like, all right. This yeah. And, and it has like, to be legit. They're white VHS tapes. Who yeah. would do that? And they're like, you know, you shouldn't pirate and like, give me a place to put yeah. my money. Yeah. 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 You know, I, it I'll really buy was. It. I'll buy it if, if you would make it available to me. Well, it's, but... fun, it's funny you say that because I was at the Star Trek convention in Las Vegas when the FBI for the first time enforced the piracy laws because um, what was the, what was the, the store? Sun, Sun Coast? Sun Coast. So Sun Coast in the mall went to the Star Trek convention and they had all their Star Trek DVDs and all their Star Trek VHS tapes. And they're in this giant dealer's room where there's just all these people just selling pirated copies and they called the FBI. The FBI came in and shut down, oh, shut down the entire Star Trek convention. And that's when I got Airman Shimmerman to sign my quirk and uh, Whoopi Goldberg to shine my Guinan. So anyway, it stood out. <laughs> oh man that that's one of the things that i miss like i like i've worked you know comic conventions like i've worked at like dallas comic-con a couple times and stuff like that i've done press for a bunch of stuff but like i've never like we used to have like growing up like in in oklahoma there's nothing we yeah had, we we didn't have an anime convention until like 2005 um but we had yeah. star trek conventions forever um yeah, and so yeah. Like, I, we would always go to a star trek convention yes. like it was it was it was the trek expo but they would like there was star wars people there they would bring anime right people. like they would it was like an everything type right of it was yeah it was the nerd crowd for sure yeah. Yeah. and it was great and it was that's the one thing that i i regret not ever like volunteering for or working for Cause I'm like, man, that would be so much fun. Cause I mean, like I I've done the anime stuff I, before I've done the comic stuff and it's like, I've never done the sci-fi stuff. So it would, it would be phenomenal to do that. But then they canceled our one, they canceled Trek Expo. Yeah. So it's like, what's the point? So yeah, I'm yeah. I'm imagine Oklahoma would be rough. My, my whole family's from like Texas, Oklahoma area. And uh Yeah. I, I I never I never talk sci-fi around my family. It 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 would have ended in disaster. I I come from both of my brothers lettered in four sports, and like and like I said, military. You know, just there's just certain things you didn't say when I was a kid, and I I, I never talked about that stuff because I'm afraid they just meanwhile beat the, crap out of me. the the ostracized brother that can't catch a ball. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Yeah, no, literally, yeah. 
Yep. Never had the eyesight. Yeah. I was such a disappointment. Chad, Chad, they- they knew you were watching Star Trek. They knew. It. So, oh no, they knew. They knew. I just did not. I did not bring it up around the extended family. I knew. <laughs> I knew better. I, I knew way better. Uh, what, what about you, Jim? Were you a little bit more freer with the, uh, with what you're able to get away with? What do you mean? I don't know. That was a was weird it more way acceptable to, to be like, like yeah? A was nerd. it was it more acceptable um, like you know? Well, I definitely up. dealt with the teachers being like anime is not art. That still happens. That still happens. They don't matter. And like, (laughs) you know what? I I kind of relished in the fact that I was an outcast, and we had our group of outcasts, and we'd all just hang out on the weekends and watch our animes, and we didn't need anyone else. So whatever. And it's such (laughs) sweet revenge to do it for a living. I know. It's such sweet revenge. Gemma, you should be a scientist. Yeah. You should go into computers. You'll never make money doing. I'm like, well, watch (laughs) Watch me. me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Um. So with uh um, almost said it again. Almost, I almost messed it up again. With temerity, uh, you guys, uh, you guys have launched a the Kickstarter and the Indiegogo, which yep. ends what February twelfth, correct? Next, yeah. Year, yeah, next Friday. It ends um, on the eleventh for Kickstarter and the twelfth for Indiegogo. Um. So as so, you've got the ending on the eleventh and twelfth. Um. Started on the nineteenth, correct? Yes. Nineteenth and twentieth. Then, um, you've already you've already hit your goal. So congrats, yeah. like you hit your goal. Uh, like how'd you, how'd you guys, how, how did that first day go for you guys? It was a very good feeling. Um, we did a lot better. Yeah, this one. We, we did a live stream um, where we hit the launch button while we were live. And uh, we launched the Kickstarter first because that is where our bulk of our audience is. And we wanted to make sure we get the base funding to make the book printed. And uh, so our goal was 4,000 and we funded in 15 minutes. So that was awesome. That was awesome. And like, we were just like, we're going to launch the Indiegogo once the Kickstarter funds. And we're like, which we were planning on the next day. And we're yeah. like, well, we funded. Let's just go ahead go and ahead launch and now. the yeah. Indiegogo. And we hit launch. And when we refreshed it, it had funded yeah. the Indiegogo. So I just went and bought one of the tiers and it just and we're there so yeah. that was a lot of fun yeah because you all you do is stress you're just a ball of stress until until it funds and even when it funds you're still stressed but you're not as stressed yeah because like the, the four thousand is just to get the book printed and you know it's the bare minimum and yeah. that doesn't pay for any of the artists um any of the work that we've put in um, it's also not even paying for your indiegogo and kickstarter fees either right so no yeah. really yeah so, so like our, our ultimate goal is more about 30,000. Um, we, we may or may not make that amount on this Kickstarter, but I think we we're gonna will get, get close. really close. Yeah. Um, the idea of the 30,000 is everyone gets paid like this is actually a full-time thing, mm-hmm. which means we can actually turn it into a full-time thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right now we're just trying to shove it in like every spare moment we have, but like Jim is a mom with two small children. Um, like I'm a professor and I have four grown children, which you would think that it gets easier <laughs> when they get older, but actually they demand more money for way more expensive toys. So, um, no, I have good kids. I shouldn't. Dad, I want to go to college. <laughs> I know. I want to go to college. Dad, I need a safe car. Huh? 
miles yeah. on it, Dad. <laughs> anyway, but uh, so so we're we're trying to do this in literally, you know, well we're we're cutting out sleep is what we're doing. We're we're cutting out sleep, and uh, but anyway, it's getting made. But it, once we get to that point where, like, if we got thirty thousand uh with the crowdfunding and i i like i said i think we're gonna be really close at that point i'm i'm actually making what i would make on like a marvel or a dc book and so then it becomes a viable income it, 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 yeah a viable it's, it's income it's a thing that yeah. pays the bills instead of trying to find something else to pay the bills right. while you work on the thing that you enjoy so we we would love to hit that number just so we can do just so we can know like we can do this and and um and well it's it's one even when you work for dc or marvel um you're grateful to have that that job but you don't know if they're going to call you back next month for another book Mm -hmm. and if you have the the freedom where it's like okay so long as i create this book and i know that and i keep my fans happy like as long as i don't do anything stupid to lose my fans that they're going to support you it, it's an awesome feeling because, uh, you know, with, with DC, I mean, I'm not kidding you with, I, I did not have a day off my entire time on Harley. It was like not a single. Weeks. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was 80 to hundred hour weeks. It was nuts just because the demand, I mean, it was like, I don't know if you remember the U, uh, UHF uh, movie where yeah. Weird Al shoots Kramer in the face with the fire hose. He's like, take a drink from the fire hose. That's what it was like being on Harley. I went from like nobody knowing who I was to people trying to like showing up my house unannounced. It was nuts. And um, so, and and once again, I, I, I love the experience. I'm thankful for the fans I got, but at the same time, it was not sustainable. Like the, there's so much pressure to just like keep because we were we were a top tier DC book, and there's so much pressure to keep it a top tier DC book. And for me, that was sort of a shock. I, I'm way more comfortable being an invisible nerd than I am being, uh, you know, trying to be, I don't know, visible. I, I in the spotlight. Right. Yes. There you go. In the spot. I, yeah. Under scrutiny. Under scrutiny. Yeah. Where you have to be really careful about what you say because people are listening. And it gets on ble- bleeding cool, or <laughs> you, know, you know, like you have to, you have to start thinking about stuff, and uh, well, and then and then promoting yourself too, and th- and I think that's one of the hardest things for me, with um, with temerity, is uh, I really do have to be proactive and and show absolutely everything and do do live streams and podcasts when when my instinct is just to as an introvert is to stay away from humanity unless, unless I need humanity. It's, it's a weird thing. It's like, okay, I need to see a friend today. Cause I haven't seen a friend friend in a week. That's where, what I, where I'm comfortable. I'm like comfortable, like five days out of the week, seeing absolutely nobody. And then maybe two days out of the week, seeing people just making sure that they're there and they're still alive. And then going back into my hobbit hole for like five days. That that's the weekend for me. It's like, I, it's like, I don't, I try not to leave my apartment at all during the week. And then on the weekends, it's like, oh yeah, you should come over. <laughs> well, and or it's like, now we can do things. My, my brother, I just, I saw my brother for the first time since COVID. 
And he was like, so how's COVID been? And I'm like, not much has changed. <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, honestly, not much has changed. I, I, I do sort of the same thing I've always done. I stay in my basement and I draw all the time. So same, like yeah. when I was in, when I was in California, I was doing voiceover and podcasting and then COVID hit and I was doing the exact same thing, the exact same way. <laughs> and, then, and then I'm, then I got a job and moved back to Oklahoma and now it's like, all right. So now I just Skype into work or I zoom into work and it's like, I still don't leave. It's just, I do the exact same thing. So it's like, yeah, I've been doing, you know, COVID for two years now. So yeah. <laughs> just cause it's like, yeah, well, it's just the way it's been working. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, have you guys thought about, and, and I don't know if you guys need it, like more of like a, uh, not, not really like a catalog, but more of like more like chapters under your, like, have you guys thought about, um, maybe like taking it to like Dark Horse or something like that to get published, or like I, I would assume you would need more, more uh, like issues um, under your belt before you did so that. Publishing traditionally is very rough to get into. Yeah, and actually, once you step foot into the indie sphere, most traditional publishers basically just say no. Yeah, it, it's I, I have been to like Marvel and DC marketing meetings where they have specifically told us, do not bother pitching anything science fiction or fantasy. They're, they're just like, if, if it is not a superhero book, if it doesn't have something to do with one of our characters, don't bother. Don't bother. So, we, and, we don't care. Yeah. And then some of the smaller like boom and dark horse and stuff they they get a lot of solicitations as well yeah and for them it, it's just strategically they just don't want to touch something that's already touched the indie market well and and, and honestly and and once again i'm not trying to throw shade on anybody but this comic i mean jim is writing this comic for for the demographic that is younger than the fanboy i'm the fanboy demographic okay i'm the chris claremont era comic nerd okay and 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 i guess some people consider that a negative connotation but i don't it's just what we are it's just a different generation and a lot of the a lot of the publishers are are being run by like the fanboy generation and um and so it's not necessarily like their cup of tea, you know, Temerity is definitely written for um, it's written for, you know, it's written for my kids. It's written for, you know, that age group and they're embracing it on webtoons and it's really awesome to see. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes you go to a publisher and they're just like, yeah, I don't get it. Well, yeah. and a lot of the times it's like, it's not what they do and yeah. to break out and to do something yeah. new is risky. Right. And to, it's just they can't really justify that when it's untested. Yeah. So like we we understand why no one wanted to pick it up, um, and we also know why we want to go the route we want to go. Yeah. And just go with webtoons and putting it online because the market is changing so drastically and so quickly that maybe you know for this particular project going the traditional route would 
probably i think hold it down a little bit well and it it would it would and it would be insanely expensive like i have friends yeah that that self-publish and they go backwards like by the time they're doing issue six they are in debt do you know what i mean and and you're like going why don't you just sort of try out webtoons because it doesn't cost anything and a lot of kids are going to read it anyway and, and then at if least you get picked you up by webtoon then right pay you to do it right so. yeah yeah and well and then i mean and this is one of the problems with traditional comics there's no place to like safely build an audience like you, you literally have like one or two issues to make it or break it, make it or break it. And like, even, even walking dead, I think it took him to like issue five before, you know, it was like issue one did really well. And then it dipped. And then I think by issue five or issue six, they actually sold more than issue one. And that's when they knew they had a hit. Mm-hmm. And, but there's so many comic creators that um, they don't get that instant traction. And so um, they don't really have a choice. They don't have, and I, and I see it all the time. And, and I have, I have friends who are writing amazing books and they just haven't found that, that niche audience that they need to find, they need to connect with. And, um, you know, and by the time they hit issue six, they're like, man, I got to stop doing this or it's going to break me. So, um, so we're thankful that we're able to go the, the webtoons route because we've been able to sort of build that support organically. And then now that we're crowdfunding it, you know, we're getting the response from the fans and it's really nice to see. It's awesome. It's awesome to do an update and see the instant, the instant fan feedback. reaction. Yeah. 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 And, and like how excited they're getting. Yeah. Well, and it's really cool to post one page and be like, Oh, this didn't quite nail it. Right. Um, you know, this didn't quite hit the way I wanted it to. And I can actually go back and rewrite the dialogue slightly to fix that problem before we go to print. go to before we go to print yeah yeah and i've thought about that too like we we have like the one temerity webtoon and then we have like the remastered edition temerity you know like because <laughs> and, and that's another that's another thing with uh, and webtoons they, they definitely have their own audience and that audience has expectations um the, the, and the I, audience sorry real quick the audience expectation for webtoons from all of the the creators, the webtoon creators and everything that we've had on the podcast. Um, if there's no romance, then why? Yeah. Like, why even well, bother? Why yeah. make a comic? Not only that, but, the, you know, they'll they'll have, it's just like one ex- insanely long JPEG that, you know. Yeah, it's all vertical. It's all yeah. vertical and, and it just goes down. And I'm used to producing comics by the page. And, um, and anyway, uh, so they expect, you know, we'll, we'll do an update and it's just a page out of the comic and the Webtoons audience is used to like every update having basically an entire book worth of scrolling. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of people like, they're like, I love this, but oh my gosh, like you've got to make it longer. You've got to make it longer. And, and, and we're like, Hey, we want, we want to make it longer. Okay. And we want to, we want to give you guys an update and we want you to be able to just scroll. But at the same time, it's like right now, right now, you know, no one's getting paid for this right now. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like this is as of, as of this moment, it's a labor of love. And then, but that's the cool thing, you know, seeing now where uh, you know, we've already surpassed the numbers for Temerity one and um 
and seeing it come in and still having like two weeks left to go um, and seeing the growth, like th that, that's the thing that scared me the most with a traditional comic. You usually have a 40% drop in sales between issues, one but, and two. between issues one and two. And I was, you know, I was just so nervous. I'm going, Gemma, what if we do issue two and we're 40% lower than issue one. And Jim is just looking at me like, well, we're going to do it anyway, you know, so <laughs> stop worrying about it, you know? And, uh, but to see that we actually did more, like we instantly did more, and uh, had way more uh, um, um, pledges. Uh, yeah, more support. Sub support, yeah. yeah. It, it was just a big sigh of relief. But and and that's the exciting part about it is like we want to give the webtoons audience what they want, but we can't do that unless the unless the money comes in. Yeah. You know, money's what what makes makes these things possible. So mm -hmm. we're excited that the money is coming in, and we're hoping that we can make enough to keep it going yeah. consistently and have it be a sustainable project. Yeah. Because and right, right now it it's, it's taken a long time just to get two issues done. And it would be really nice if we were doing, you know, four five, six issues a year. I think that'd be phenomenal. And, you know, in a, in a couple of years, um, once you guys are doing that, we'll get you, uh, we'll get you that animated series. Yes. there you go that's the way you need it you need to that's get, my dream i mean because i mean webtoons doing the animated stuff now so it's like hey let's, let's are they yeah the yeah rolling webtoons are mm -hmm. okay yeah we just have to get featured first so. okay. yeah we gotta get you guys featured so we yeah. need to get you I, I don't know i don't know how to i don't know how we get you guys featured well i i just featured. need to start drawing more yeah. i need to start drawing more so darn, yeah. darn those kids i i keep telling my kids go go be famous and let daddy retire. Like, I've so raised you, you for is, 20 years. You got to put the kids to work. Oh, they're working. No, they're no, just no, not you, sending you gotta, money back yet. You got to put them to work on the comic. See, that's what you do. Like, be you like, know, I, I need you guys to ink this. So my, it's like you, you, you draw it and you be like, you ink it. My daughter, Erica, is working on it right now. There you go. She's, yeah. She's good. She's good. She's good. She's way better than I was. It's exciting. She, she will, she, if she watches this, she's going to get so angry at me because she's, she definitely inherited the introvert gene. She does not want anyone to talk about her, but you know, she sends me stuff all the time and I'm like going, Holy cow, you are 10 years ahead of me where I was at your age. And um, I can't wait, but she, she's got to, she's got to break out of that shell. She's got to, she's got to just, and it's hard. It's so hard. I mean, I did not have to deal with the internet when I was her age. Oh, no. I did not have to deal with it at all. I can I, just draw my little nerdy nice, drawings. That nice age of like not having the internet and then having the internet. So it's like, yeah, this nice, this nice middle ground area of like not all Didn't my childhood is there. But then, you know, yeah. when I get like 10, that's when it kind of starts picking up and you're like, oh, okay, this is what this internet thing is. Yeah. Um, it, it's just so much scrutiny though oh, for yeah. artists, like, you know, especially young artists. And I see this all the time in my students. I teach too. And I see it with my students where they put, you know, they, they do something that's beautiful and they do not want to show it in fear of trolls just savaging them for no yep. reason. And I'm like, you know what? You're and like artists now are competing with the entire internet. Yeah. And yeah. It's like you're still learning. You do right. not have to compare yourself to the entire yeah. internet. Pe people don't see 
they don't see that the person drawing some of that art might be a four-year-old, might be a five-year-old. I have seen some savage stuff. I'm like, this is a kid. This is a child, you know, and there's people like, oh, you suck. You know, I'm like, man. Yeah. And then you go in like their, their profile and it's like 15 and you're like, well, yeah, they're doing that at 15. Right. I'm still stick figuring at 15. Like, there you go. I can't draw this in my life. So it's like, yeah. I mean, it, it is, it, it is like dropping minnows into an ocean full of sharks (laughs) and just expecting them to do okay. When like, I, I grew up in a very tiny, tiny pond, you know, you know what I mean? And yeah. the expectations for the kids these days is insane. It's just insane. And the job markets are insane. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, when I graduated from college, people are like, do you know how to turn on a computer? I'm like, yep, here's 40,000 a year plus benefits. Here you go. And, <laughs> and these kids, it's like, you almost have to be like, you have to be insanely good. Either that or it's like, are you like not on your phone like at all? Yeah. Okay. Well, you got a job. Yeah. It's almost like it's almost like a reverse now. It's like we don't want you on your phone or doing anything yeah. at work. So it's like if you don't have one, that's like a plus. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. Before we before we uh, wrap things up, uh, we're gonna play one of our favorite games of what's on your shelf. So oh. everybody, let's let's go and uh, let's pull something behind our shelves. And you guys talk about it. I'm not doing it because I'm the host. This is technically so. my shelf, but, yeah, but Chad, Chad can... can pull things and just here's the thing: pull something that you don't even know what it is and just go with it. That's the best way to do it. Just do I like, get to pick something for you? Like... And you're gonna pick something for me? Oh gosh, no. No. Okay. All right. Uh oh. Here we well, go. Because then, Chad, then you get the fun. You get the fun job of like you try to try explain to try what to BS. Is. No, yeah. Just just grab Rothfuss or something. No, not that one. No, no. <laughs> no. What is it? I want to know it? what it is now. I know. Yeah. I I want to know what it is too now. No. Okay. Okay. You guys heard it. I tried. Jimma said no. Oh. Hey. Hey, look. That that is a. That seems like cheating. <laughs> like just a little bit. It seems like cheating. like that is the most sh- unshameless plug. Uh, it's so shiny. Go. Okay. Oh. Uh, you know what? You know what's funny though. This show is that. actually true. Let's show that. This is actually true. <laughs> Think about this. Vader's Vader name. is Leia's father. So, oh, this is allegedly, and, and <laughs> we don't know for sure. Is there a it could, have been, it could have been Obi Wan. It could have been Obi Wan. Oh my gosh! Hey, dude. he seems to like Anakin seems to think it was. So I mean, like, well, no, no. It's a way better choice, right? It's a way. I mean, seriously, I was like, like you and McGregor are hating Christians. So like, what are you gonna do? Well, no, I mean, okay. It, remember when I said I stopped watching Star Wars at the prequels? When your boyfriend comes to you and admits that he murdered a village of people, including the children, that's probably a red flag saying you need to get a new boyfriend. <laughs> you know. Anyway, but no. he can blame that on the sand. It's coarse. It's <laughs> it gets everywhere. He just hates it. You can blame a lot on sand. All right, this one's mine. This is Magic Night Rayers. What in the world? That is this, dope. This is a manga where these girls get transported to a magical world and they have to defeat the bad guy by piloting giant robots. Of so it's a fantasy mech. 
and it's it's written and drawn by Clamp, so it's just really. I was about to say like like when you were showing the like the the cover, I was like, it looks clampy. Yes, it looks like a Subasa type of thing. I, you know what Subasa is? Yeah, I was a card captor kid. Yes, I loved card captor. I have all of them on the shelf. Like that's how, uh, m- like my best friend Charlie and I. That's how we kind of like bonded because she was really big into Card Captor Sakura and Clamp. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then I was like, I watched Card Captor Sakura back when it was on Kids WB and it was English. Yeah. And, and it was that like was- Card Captors, and it was like awesome. Yes. And then, but she only watches everything in Japanese, so yeah. it was like I know my thing, and I would just make fun of that that. The Japanese forever just because like Sakura's like all the time she's like <laughs> so high and like annoying and I'm like this is great and I didn't know anybody's names so I would like name rename everybody so there was like Stalker Chan and that was just <laughs> that was just uh was, was it Tomoe right Tomoe like, yeah yeah I was they just changed like, all the names for the English version oh it makes it Rick Hunter yeah so that was, was very much when, like a Sailor Moon type yeah. of thing. Yeah, they, like, they would like re like yeah. recut it and everything yeah. and gotta Robotech. make it good for kids because kids don't know what Japanese is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a really nice donut and it's an onigiri and like, yeah. oh kids in America don't understand what rice balls are. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. I love We didn't though. To be fair, we did not. Yeah. <laughs> but things have changed. Yeah. Things have changed. There was when I was a kid, there was not a sushi restaurant growing up when I was a kid. No. We and had now the they're Chinese everywhere. buffet, and that was basically maybe you had was... like one Chinese buffet. Like you would have to go to like uh you would have to go to Midwest City where where Tinker Air Force Base is, uh the largest air depot in the world bragging about it home state um <laughs> represent yeah, like, like massive air force base and like that's where they would have like that's where you could go and there were korean restaurants because yeah, yeah. like there would be korean pilots and everything or people that were stationed over there and were stationed at tinker and it was like oh yeah and, and you know it was good like if you ever want to f- like if you ever find yourself in midwest city oklahoma for whatever reason your your plane got delayed and you want to know a good place to eat, and you happen to be by the Air Force Base, go where all the airmen go. That's how yeah. you know it's good. Because, like, there would be this one, uh, there's this one Korean place. It's like a, it's like, yeah, look at this Korean place. It's, like, really cool. And it's, like, no service people at all. That's a red this, flag. Then there's this hole-in-the-wall little Korean place uh, called Korea House that's next to a laundromat and like an apothecary. And, and it is where, sketch. It is it's sketch. It's so sketch. <laughs> that's where everybody is. Like you want to go in there, there's colonels and airmen and so like everyone is in here. And you're like, this is this is where we know it's a good place. Yeah. It's delicious. Yeah. No, I... Vegas didn't get a Chinatown until after I left. And then I left Las Vegas to go to Cedar City, Utah. <laughs> which... Have you, have you read have you read the the old man Logan where they go to Cedar City and it's just dirt and and there's a tiny little church steeple pit poking up out of the ground that's a pretty accurate de- description <laughs> of Cedar City Utah you know it's just there <laughs> but it's you pretty Spartan my town you described yeah. <laughs> Shawnee that that is exactly what you described yeah it was like we've got churches and Sonics that's what we've got because Hermes Shawnee and- Oklahoma home of Sonic. 
That's where it came from. Oh, okay. That's our only claim to fame. We got Sonic's Sonic. Oh, and Brad Pitt was yeah. born there. That was oh. It. Hey, that's not too shabby. He left shortly, shortly after. Like <laughs> we we had Harry days. Reed. Harry Reed. I don't know anything about Cedar City. Yeah. Then I went to college. And there. then and then when he be and then yeah, it's funny. It's not funny. We're not talking about politics. So moving on. <laughs> anyway, but, so, uh, so so uh, Jim pulled Clamp basically um just all of clamp works just like i pulled all of clamp and i think it's still cheating but chad what did you pull like vader's little princess and and i just want you to know if your father and this happens vader's reaction is the wrong reaction to have the reaction you should have be like hey it looks great because the moment dad gives approval yep they're like, oh, yeah, my dad thinks yep. it's cool. My dad thinks it's cool. <laughs> I'm gonna go change. But if you if you have a reaction like that, that is the reaction that they're like, bingo, and they're out the door. So just go with it, guys. Just <laughs> let it go. <laughs> oh man. Well, see, now I'm really interested. What was the first book that you pulled? I really oh, it was just uh it was this one. It's called Story Spinner. See, that Here. looks cool. Now, okay, Here. Chad, what is stories, without just looking at the cover, what is that about? I suspect it's about sexy archery tales. Okay. This is what I suspect. Okay, so I worked at a I worked at a bookstore for- Does it do it? No, okay. <laughs> okay, I, like, I worked at a bookstore for like two years. Take a romance novel, pull it to the middle. That's about where you find the, the no-no cha-cha the chapter. Uh-huh. <laughs> No, my my wife loves the what are they the Harlequin the Harlequins yeah and it was so funny because she was like they're not that bad and I I did this I started flipping the book and then I just randomly put my finger into the book and I started reading it <laughs> and it was like I don't know no, can I say it. throbbing member <laughs> throbbing member is PG thirteen so okay. yes that is okay anyway and she's she's so my wife's so funny because she's. She's super religious and and like she just went beat red. But anyway, I guess this is not this. No, this is very teenage okay. Oh, okay. appropriate. Okay. Oh. Well then why why were you? Oh, it was just like I don't know. You're it's just in, a book. You can love things. It's okay to love things. This was actually one I did as a job. So I oh. this is one that I did an illustration for oh, that one. I remember. Oh <laughs> okay. Never mind. Oh well, okay. After we're done with this, I want to hear this story because it seems like a gem. I, I know the story now. I all of a sudden the light went bing. Okay. Oh man. Uh yeah, yeah guys, thank you both so much for, for coming on. This was this was fun. Thank yeah, you thank for you. having us. Yeah. Oh, thanks. no worries. Um, now, uh, where can we find you guys uh, social media wise and find uh, telemetry? <laughs> Temerity can be found on Webtoons. It is also, we have an Instagram and a Twitter account. We're more on Instagram because I hate Twitter. It's just at Temerity Comic. And then um, you can find both Chad and I on Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that. And I am on Twitter. Yeah. I do okay on Twitter sometimes. <laughs> and um, my handle is at Gemma M. Young. It's pretty simple. And I think I'm I'm Harden underscore art on almost everything. And then on Twitter, I'm just Chad Harden. Yeah. 
I was really original. I was like, what can I name myself where people will know who I am? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if only your name was like Chad James, because then you could have been James Harden and people would have been No, like, my, my middle name is Wayne. I have the middle name of every serial killer ever. So <laughs> I have Chad, Batman, which is though. like, what, what's And that? a Batman. I didn't oh, think wait, about that. Well, yeah. But see, no okay, have you read Arkham Asylum though? No. Oh, you need to read Arkham Asylum. Grant Morrison does not paint Batman as a healthy mental, uh, a, a person with healthy mental abilities. Here's, here's, here's the thing about Batman. Don't, <laughs> don't let anybody know, but I was more of a Robin fan than a Batman fan. Like Bruce I, Grayson? I, or which Robin are we talking about? Are we talking Tim. about Nightwing? Tim. Tim? Okay. Tim right. for sure. I, okay. I am a Lego Batman fan because... That to me is the most accurate Batman in how I feel about Batman. That is a pretty awesome Batman. Lego I, Batman is pretty dope. All the other Batmans, I'm like, no, but Lego Batman's okay. <laughs> I love all Batman. I'm sorry. I've loved Batman since Batman 66. I've loved Batman best, since like the, Neil Adams Batman. I've been, I've been reading Batman for an insanely long time. The best, uh, the best Batman was Adam West, like for sure. Mainly because, like, he had, like, his rogues gallery. He was so was stylish. Perfect. Yes, right? There you like, go. Like, Frank Gorshin as the Riddler. Oh, Julie beautiful. Newmar as Catwoman? Julie Come Newmar on. Julie Catwoman. Phenomenal. Burgess yeah. as... Yeah. As Penguin? Penguin? Yeah. Like, yeah. Amazing. Loved yes. It. He was perfect. Well, and it These still holds up. It still holds up. The I mean, my kids watch it, and they laugh wildly, as they should. When Batman saves the day by the the unseen dolphin. If you guys you guys never seen the Batman sixty six movie, it's there's it's there's a scene there's a scene where yeah there's a scene where they're pulling Batman up out of the water. He has a shark on his leg, and then the next scene, Batman and Robin are in the boat, and Robin just says, "Man, it was so nice that dolphin to like you know sacrifice his life to get that shark off your leg like." It was the most awesome thing ever. And the fact that my kids laughed at it as much as I did when I, you know, it bridges the generations. What's anyway. great about that movie too is like when uh, when they turn the U in, which is just happens to be in Gotham, like <laughs> like they do, when he turns them all into like cool sand that you would put in a bottle at the mall. Um, like Burt Ward like puts his hand in one and goes like, "There's sand," and it's like that person is dead now. So, like when they get rid, like half of their torso's got to be gone, like because he literally was like, "Oh, look at this sand." And, like, I'm gonna play with this dead person. You're like, "Oh no, they're gone. It's it's over." And you always knew when Batgirl was gonna be on the episode because there would be that little bitty Batgirl on up. I think it's. Yeah. Under a little bat cycle it was super cool anyway we're gonna put the, the <laughs> links to temerity and uh and jim and chad's uh socials uh we're gonna put all of that in the show notes if you want to follow them read it we're gonna put the uh everything for the the kickstarter and the indiegogo in there the indiegogo uh in there as well so you can find all of those uh you can find me on twitter and instagram at josh l kane you can find the podcast on the instagram at what's up fandom on twitter at what's up fandom pc for podcast all of our episodes are available, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, Spotify. Uh, you get the video content on YouTube. Um, be sure to uh, head to uh, 
one out of 10 on social media. They did the intro and outro for this episode. And, you know, if you want to save that 10% on Wild Bill Soda, just use code FANDOM10 at checkout and you can get that 10% off because everybody wants free soda. You guys know, you guys go to comic conventions. You remember Wild Bill Soda? They yes. would have like the, yeah. So, the Stein. Yes, exactly. So since they're not doing cons anymore, they actually bought, like they actually canned all of their Cokes or <gasps> all of their sodas and everything. So you can buy the sodas and like buy a Stein and everything. My mouth so, literally just started watering. Oh man, that was the one thing that I was missing. Cause like I would always go, like whenever I did, you know, press and everything, I would go and I would get one of those things. And I'd be like, I'm good. Like I've yeah. got my, I've got my ball in the water and then I'm going to yeah. get like their Gatling grape yes drink and i'm just gonna be happy the entire weekend that and the cinnamon almonds oh yeah do you remember those oh i miss those i miss conventions i know <laughs> i do i really well yeah you miss hate you hate you i miss like, my friend like i miss i i haven't seen ali garza i haven't seen like jason yeah. mintz i i, I mean All people don't people don't realize like for like the last 14 years every almost every weekend I was basically hanging out with like the same people, it's you know, like, like Karen, it's, Nicole. It's like a reunion. It is. Yeah. 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 And anyway, there's, there's so many people, Marat, Brian Sharp. I mean, uh, any, I, I, I could, you know, Sarah Richards. I mean, it, like all your friends and they do, you, you become friends with everybody because you're hanging out every weekend. Yeah. And, uh, and then you miss your fans too. I mean, and yeah. there's a, there's a huge disconnect with, with that. So yeah, one day maybe. One day. Yeah, yeah. One day we'll all be able to meet again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully soonish. Yeah. But probably twenty twenty seven. No, no, no. <laughs> We're not gonna make it if it goes that long. <laughs> um. Uh, again, uh, thank you both so much for coming on. You're you're invited back anytime. So whenever you guys just want to talk about anything, just holla. We'll, we'll make it happen. Thank you um, so much. Thank you. Uh, no problem. So for What's Up Fandom, I'm Josh. I'm Chad. And I'm Gemma. Woohoo! Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>